Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's your friendly neighbourhood Dave here. Just a quick heads up before the podcast starts. We um, we did do uh, our normal review of Fences where we walked to it and then walked back. But when we got back to the house, we came inside and kept recording and we ended up uh, sort of blabbering about uh, Rogue One for about 20 minutes. Uh, so if you want to skip the Fences spoiler section, which is at about the 13-minute mark, you can go right to the uh, Rogue One section. It's at exactly 24 minutes, and I've put time codes for everything in the show notes. And here is the actual podcast, starting from now. Hello, it's Dave here again. We're doing another cinema. I'm here with my wife, Kathy, as always. Hello. And we have a special guest today, Brona, who's flown in all the way from Cork City, Ireland. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, we are from Cork City, Ireland. And Brona uh, is like probably in our top two or three listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a big fan. Uh, so says we. <laughs> so we say. Yeah. You're a big fan, Brona, yeah, right? I also say I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Are you starstruck to finally meet us in person? Yeah, yeah. Like, long-term, long-time listener, first-time <laughs> guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to the movie Fences, which is the new Denzel Washington uh, de- de- directorial debut, I believe. I'm not sure if it's his debut, but he's directed it. I think it's his debut. Um, and it's up for a lot of Oscars, including Best Actor for Denzel Washington, Best Supporting Actress for Viola Davis. And interestingly, they both acted in the play of it a couple of years ago, and they both won Tony Awards. So Yeah, and it's also nominated for Best Picture. And uh, what was the last one, Brona? It Best was Best Screenplay, I think. That's right. Adap- adapted, adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Uh, for posthumously oh, okay. for, uh, what's his name? August Wilson, I think, yeah. or something. Is that a different category? Best Adapted Screenplay? Yeah, you've got yeah. Best Original and Best Adapted. I see. Um, and it should be really interesting. And it was written in the 80s, the play, but it's set in the 50s. So it's 50s America. And I think about the masculine experience in America and also about the black experience and it's such a like passion project for Denzel Washington and you know they both are really linked to the roles so it's going to be amazing I'm, everyone's saying she's going to win the Oscar as well really? yeah this would be her second right? because of the help? yeah she won for the help I think um, but yeah anyway it should be really good though a lot of people are saying it's very obviously an adaptation of a play in that it's um, not very cinematic I think a lot of the yeah. the, the, cr- the criticisms no are yeah, but that can work as well, though. Like that, um, what's that? That play, that that movie that's really obvious. Oh, the Meryl Streep movie. What's that again? Oh, uh, August Osage County. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. I, I love that. Like, very obviously, a play that became a movie. Yeah, you kind of get that. But well, that felt a l- slightly cinematic. I think there were some, you know, 
quite beautiful shots of the oh, countryside. Yeah, the countryside. But uh, yeah, for the most part, you could just tell, <laughs> you could just tell it was a play. It was like very. It's, well, when when the star of a movie is the screenplay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and when the the, every character was constantly around a dinner table arguing, then you know it's a play. Um, but yeah, I think this looks really good. But I haven't really seen any trailers for it because I haven't wanted to spoil it. But I just think Viola Davis can do no wrong. I also would say I haven't seen any trailers for it because there haven't been any anywhere. Yeah, I haven't, seen, yeah. haven't seen an ounce of marketing for this. She uh, won the BAFTA last week. Did she? Yeah. Um, do you want to talk quickly about the Oscars? I don't really care about the Oscars, but I feel like this year it's going to be all about the politics. We're going to get that sort of Meryl Streep speech moment from every single candidate, do you think? <laughs> Um, well, I know when the Iraq War was on, didn't they like they put a like veto on people giving political speeches? Oh, really? They'll do something like that again. But now I think because yeah. all of Hollywood's against Trump, I yeah, don't think yeah, they'll do yeah. that. There's no one to police it, I suppose. And people are some people are boycotting it because of the immigration plan had bo- had blocked like some nominees from coming oh, into yeah. the country. That's right. But one that's been uh, lifted now, though. One of the uh, I think documentary short nominees is from Iran. Yeah. Um, well, it hasn't been. Yeah, it has been lifted, hasn't it? <laughs> We're getting very political very here on the yeah. cinema. Aisle. Very political, very fast. Yeah. We should do a spin-off podcast called the Politi Mile. Yeah. Does that work? It doesn't work because we don't know enough about politics. <laughs> but maybe that's the angle. <laughs> we just know we don't like Donald Trump or Brexit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but what I think will be exceptionally interesting, and I've decided you should do it, is um, me and Dave did a Rogue One Star Wars review last year, which was very one-sided because neither of us liked it. Subsequently, I found out Brona loved it so much she's seen it multiple times and thinks it's her favorite Star Wars movie. Well, so I don't, I don't know if I want to go confessing to seeing a movie like Star Wars multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame. Oh, I've There's just no shame you. in liking Star Wars. I've outed you. But anyway, coming up after the review, we shall listen to Brona's side of the Rogue One review. And Dave, you can't interrupt her. Kathy's just totally baited you into this, Brona. Bro- yeah. I don't think Brona even wants to do I this. I might just skip this movie and put together a list of reasons and like, formulate my argument properly. Well, she literally told yeah, us not earlier. To put you on the spot. She told us earlier, Kathy, that she didn't want to listen to the review because we were. She saw that we were negative about it. And she didn't want to hear that. Yeah, and now you've just forced her into a confrontation with us. No, because I've said you have to let her say your piece. Because we've all heard your well, piece. Of course, we're going to let her say yeah, her so piece. But we're going to shout. We're going to shout her down <laughs> for liking a movie. You used the word Everyone's confrontation, in- <laughs> not me. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, <clears throat> after the movie, it's Dave versus Brona, Rogue One special. But first, fences in the blue corner. All right, we're nearly at the cinema. Oh shit, we've gone to the wrong cinema. Yeah, I was just thinking we're walking the wrong way. Oh, okay, bye. Fuck. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, pop. Mm. Can I ask you a question? How come you ain't never like me? Like you? What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me, but why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you. I go out of here every morning, I bust my butt because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put your behind on my bed because you're my son. 
It's my duty to take care of you. I owe a responsibility to you. I ain't got to like you. Now, I don't give you everything I got to give you. I give you your life. Me and your mama worked that out. Between us and liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure that they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying? Everything that boy do, he do for you. It's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. Okay, we're just out of fences. Uh, two hours and 20 minutes of intense talking. Um, I liked that. Is anyone else going to talk? You probably used to talk. Uh, yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought it was brilliant, actually. I thought it was excellent. It was um, more enjoyable than I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, it was... Um, I guess, so if anyone doesn't know what it's about... I think, yeah, I think that synopsis we had before and probably sums it up. It's a guy, Troy something, Denzel Washington, uh, 1950s America, working class. Um, and African-American. It's African-American. And it's him sort of struggling with his own life, his failures, um, his successes, his values, and all the family around him. So, uh, Cathy, what did you think? I thought it was brilliant, actually. Like, it was really long, and I felt like I was at a play. Like, at no point did I feel like I was in the cinema. And could have done with an intermission, like we would have gotten in a play. Um, but that aside, yeah, I thought, I mean, the acting is incredible. Viola Davis just blew my mind she's just I mean I'm obsessed with her anyway but like she just really outdid herself in that performance Denzel Washington was amazing the story was so interesting it's about masculinity and race and disappointment in life and like so interesting how and so sad how women in the 50s particularly black women who are also discriminated against for other reasons were so dependent on their husbands like he's such an oppressive force and she was just she had no life outside of him so whether or not he was a good husband to her was irrelevant because she was tethered to him and his fate and her fate were intertwined and then there's a really powerful speech when he talks about how disappointed he is with his life and you know he could have been a baseball player and he could have been this and he could have been that and she's like but what about me do you think I've enjoyed this shit life I spent 18 years as your wife I'm an extension of you and it was just so powerful and interesting um, but it just blows my mind that you can see performances like that and then they're in the same category as like Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling like how could you even have like how could you have what Denzel Washington just did be in the same category as no offence to Ryan Gosling but as the best actor contender and why is Viola Davis only up as best supporting actress when yeah, she's I in like two hours of the movie I don't understand that what, yeah. what like she's in that more than a typical best actress nomination would be how is that not a best actress I think it's just a political thing. They must have thought she'd a better chance of winning that category. Right. Because she's up against, like, Natalie Portman and... Who were all the big hitters in the Best Actress category. Can't remember now. Um, But anyway, yeah, I thought it was really good. But I have to say, I could have really done with an intermission because it was so intense. Yeah. Yeah. They almost did do an an intermission, didn't they? They did, like, a montage with, like, jazz music and for about, like, three or four minutes where nothing was really happening oh were we like supposed to go like take, take a piss during that <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> it's like here's your jazz jazz interlude but 
But um, yeah, I would. Oh, that scene with the old Davis was just like amazing. It was so cathartic. It's almost like what you want to say to every like literary or you know that like that that trope of like the tragic kind of angsty hero that's like dealing with all these systemic issues and his own personal issues and you you sometimes you just want to say well yeah women have to do that but then they they have to like they don't even get a voice to talk about it so it was like really wonderful to like have her confront all of those things like from just from a female point of view it was just really like it was a brilliant scene it was like the peak of the movie for me really yeah it was so incredible and um are we on spoiler street i think we can go to spoiler street no now. well slow it let's wait a little bit um Why? i do you want to talk about the ending okay fine well <laughs> let's let's say first of all i think we all agree um that we recommend this oh, movie yeah. Yeah. i'd recommend seeing it uh for the performances alone and it's just beautifully written uh you really feel like you're in there with the those characters yeah. and with yeah. the family and with the extended family uh, they're all so superbly written. Yeah, it's they're all such good actors. Like, yeah. all of them. The brother, the sons, the yeah. best friend. Because they're the only characters, right? They're all incredible. And she's the only woman in the whole movie. Um, and oh, wow, I didn't even notice that. I was, I was like... I was almost... Until they had that scene with her in the garden where she gets to finally kind of emote, I was kind of, like, disappointed with that because it was very much like that sort of... There was lots of, like stereotypes about um you know the tortured soul and all that and it was just so i when when they finally like allowed her to be like the center stage she was brilliant yeah Yeah, it was so powerful there was a big payoff there i guess and it suited her character because she was she was such a like a serving wife and a useful wife and she did everything for him so it suited her character that up until that moment when he did something terrible to her that she was always like a shoulder for him to cry on like a lover for him a friend for him like her whole life was about him yeah, and that really, like, that really... Sorry, Dave, we're totally hijacking this. No, no, from, like, this is a, very a feminist point of view, but it really does, like, show, like, just the lack of choice for women, like, you know, who are bound by, like, race issues and class issues just as much as men are. But, like, you know, even the son could go off and join the army or, you know, you know, the guys got into, like, criminal activities and they were musicians and they were, like, you know, they had some autonomy over their lives, whereas she talked about having the same doubts as her husband but she she had not she had no choice she just had to sort of yeah there was no question the only um other the the other female that was mentioned worked in a laundry so that seemed to be what she could have done if she wanted a job yeah and then and the the alberta the oh yeah sorry that's probably a spoiler yeah we need to go to spoilers now (laughs) all right we're turning on to spoiler street (laughs) as we speak this is your spoiler warning for fences go so uh what a dick was cheating on his like most perfect wife of all time and then tried to blame her for it and say well look I'm really unhappy and it was like you weren't unhappy actually you seemed like really happy in your marriage I don't know and even his friend was like you know she's the best thing that's ever happened to you and he was like yeah I know and I'm really happy with her and I'm, I've loved her and I'm very fulfilled by her <laughs> and then to turn around and be like oh but it's, it's actually you know this other woman makes me happy so I had no choice I had to be with her but I found, so, that, very, I found that very interesting and realistic <laughs> because that's the human condition in many cases isn't it Uh, people people have everything they can be very satisfied but there was he just wasn't he wasn't fulfilled and and i think he put it in a very interesting way and i'm not by the way i'm not defending (laughs) his actions no but it was understandable we could understand it the way he put it was um i've you know when when i'm in that place i found a i found a part of myself i didn't know and i'm able to laugh 
Um, and, and I think it was very interesting because he was such a well-rounded character because he wasn't spiteful or hateful towards her. Yeah. He just there was there was just something else, and he very interestingly said, "I'm not giving that up," which is what we all kind of thought yeah. it was leading to. He said, "I need a place where I can laugh and be happy," and yeah. she's like, "What about me?" And he's like, "Tough shit." Yeah, I think that that is almost even more degrading for him to be like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I know you've been a great wife and everything, but look, this is just this is just something you have to put up with." Like. He's like, "It's not yeah. you, it's me." But then ultimately, he, you know, he paid the price for that, and he was alone in the end. Well, what I thought was interesting was, um, he, what an oppressive and nasty force he was in his own household, and he was exactly as he described his father. He had yeah. abandoned his first child. His second child, he kicks out of the home. And his first child he all but dumps on the wife. His third child, yeah. he takes her as a baby and just dumps her on the wife and says, well, now you have to find her. Like, he doesn't give a shit about his kids. No. He's completely oppressive. He bullies them. And he says, well, I, I own this house. I own the clothes on your back. I own the food in your belly. Like, this really weird sense of ownership over the children just because he houses them and feeds them. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting as well because it was like, it showed, like... the sort of cracks in his narrative of how his life had been were like you know he had been saying he didn't get to play in the majors because he was black and I'm sure that's true but she said well you know you were over 40 like you know and then oh I I built this you know I put this roof over our heads and then we find out that he actually took money from his brother and like his disability allowance yeah so there's like there's the, like lots of different ways in which like he sees the world and he said his mother left him when he was eight but then we see she died in that year so oh, she yeah. didn't leave him we saw her grave and she yeah. had died oh I didn't put that but that I, um, I guess that was maybe his interpretation of it yeah but he interpreted it as abandonment not death yeah yeah, it was yeah, really interesting. Because yeah, they did establish he was like quite a storyteller. It was interesting, Brona, because we and Brona were in school together. Do you know what it reminded me of? Amongst Women, the John oh, McGowan really? book. Because remember in oh, that, yeah. that um, which is a really good book, and I haven't read it since we were in school, about a man who's entirely oppressive in his family home. In a very different setting, because it's rural Ireland. But probably set around the 50s as well, was it? I think maybe a little bit later. A bit yeah. later. But it was like that, I just remember in that book... He felt his presence in every scene and and he just was so oppressive in everyone's lives. And that's what this book, you know, in this play, this movie, the son says, like, he was just a shadow that followed me everywhere. Yeah, yeah that was very powerful. Yeah, it was but really I, powerful. But did you guys think that, like, he was sympathetic, though? Because I actually felt a lot of sympathy for yeah, him. Yeah, I thought he was sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he grew up in, like, he was born clearly in, like, around 1910 in America as a black well, man well no he was 14 in 1918 so ok so he grew up well yeah. fine he grew up in 1905 in America as a black man yeah. in a family of 8 with an abusive father he was kicked out of home when he was 14 he had a really hard life and he didn't experience any love in his life mm-hmm. and then he just repeated the sins of his father and he had he said like I thought when I had a baby and when I got married and when I got my own house I'd be happy and I'm still not happy Yeah. but he was ultimately incredibly selfish and yeah. treated yes. his wife with no respect and his kids terribly but he's and he kept talking about his duty and it's like it's not just your duty to give someone a dinner and then literally force it down their throat about how you've paid for the dinner and they should be grateful that you fed them well that's abusive behavior but just because he wasn't physically abusing them he thought that his behavior was okay and then by the end he'd driven everyone away he'd no friends he'd no wife and his kids wouldn't speak to him and his son joined the army so it's quite sad I thought he was actually going to die the son 
no I thought since the Washington the last scene we saw him in I thought he was going to die and then I thought it was a bit weird that suddenly it's like eight years later and he's dead and they're all back for the funeral I didn't feel like that scene was really earned because I was like alright we just saw that kid in the last scene and now he's come back in an army uniform but for me no time has passed oh, okay. <laughs> so but it's I wasn't like glad to see him or anything but no that was almost from that from the kid's perspective that's the last time he saw his father I guess and yeah that's, good point, that's yeah. interesting yeah. yeah I mean he was amazing that kid as well wasn't he and it was so sad the dad held him back from getting a football scholarship because he said well no they won't accept you because you're black and the son's trying to explain but that's not yeah. an issue anymore but but from his point if you try to see it from his point of view he he was trying to do what was best for his son from his point of view because he had experienced those failures and despite the fact that his wife was telling him that times had changed and this is a possible career he couldn't accept that and he was in his own way trying to protect him yeah. but in a very smothering and as you said abusive and kind he said of way. I don't like you why would I like you to his own son but then uh, it was interesting no no that he, he didn't say that he said I don't have to like he said, you I, but, he, but he's like, he said I don't like you no no I disagree I, I think you've misinterpreted that speech no I don't think I misinterpreted it at all I think he had no emotional connection with his child he's like I've put a roof over your head so go fuck yourself I no. think um, I think Viola Davis actually kind of sums it up she has like that great line where she's like um, he wanted you to be everything like him and he wanted you to be nothing like him so he was so conflicted himself yeah exactly yeah he didn't know what he wanted for him okay do we have anything else to say on this? We're home. <laughs> and wonder what it's interesting. I feel like we could talk about it all day. Oh actually. yeah, well it is like a very there's a lot of layers in that movie. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's one of those ones that I think y- you really need to almost I, let it sink in. Yeah. It's almost yeah, I wish that like I think it would be a really interesting one to to study properly and Yeah. I thought that too, actually, and it was funny you said that about amongst women, because I it reminded me of this play called Juno and the Peacock. Oh, I did that one, yeah, in school. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I saw that recently and it really reminded me. It's like similar themes of like economic poverty and like just working class oppression and that kind of thing. It's so interesting it's like as universal. well. Because what, one thing I would say as a criticism of it, it, w- it was too long for a movie, um, but given there was very little action. But also I wonder if because the, the screenplay writer himself adapted it, and subsequently is not alive if they felt too much reverence with the adaptation because I felt like really bits of it should have been cut out mm-hmm. um, but that's just me and I'm not an expert on the material but I just felt like this is a movie this isn't a play and two hours and 20 minutes is very long for a, a movie set in, in ultimately one setting and then it's interesting when you're when I guess as the Oscar voters are deciding on whether to award this the best adapted screenplay are you are you awarding it for the screenplay or for the process of adapting it from a play to a... I don't know. You know or are you also What are the, what are the factors of that? I don't know. I'm just judging it as, by, as a movie by its own merit. Yeah, because yeah. as an adaptation, but I mean, none of us have seen the play, so we don't know. Maybe he's cut out loads or changed loads. I felt like the after bit, the bit after Denzel died, may not have... I just had a feeling, but I'm basing this on something that maybe that wasn't in the play. Because nah, it all felt very... Okay, how else would you have ended it? I thought it should have ended with Denzel Washington just swinging the bat. No. Because I thought it was more interesting to see he'd driven everyone away than to see them all coming back again. No, because I think the the son's plot wraps up the whole thing and the cycle is continuing. The father is in him. She says that. Yes. I like the plot with the... I felt bad for the older brother, the way he'd been trying to make it as a musician. And he was just like, Dad, please come and see me play. And the dad's like, 
I don't want to see you play. I'm, I'm having my supper and I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like, he just had no interest in any... Like, he was incapable of connecting with anyone. Yeah, he just didn't care. He said, this is all I have, but I'll go off and laugh at my mistress in her house. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really interesting. Okay, so fences we all recommend. We all think Viola Davis should win, I assume. Well, there's no point in recommending it to people now because they've already heard the ending. Or some people just listen because some people like Brona <laughs> don't yeah, mind spoilers. I just listen for the love of podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah okay. Brona doesn't mind spoilers. All right, well, I, if, I actually if you're prefer a spoiler because <laughs> I get really anxious if I don't know, if I'm worried about a car- what will happen to a character. So sometimes I like to know the ending of the movie before I watch really? it. Really? Yeah. That like, does you know not make those, any sense to me. Like, you know those slasher flicks? I'm always afraid that I'll, like, emotionally connect with one of the characters that gets killed, so I'll want oh. to know who dies before I start watching oh, So Brona, I know who not to get Brona, don't worry, there's no with. fear of that happening in a slasher flick. <laughs> yeah, no fear. There's no fear um, of forming an emotional connection with a character you, in a horror movie. underestimating my ability to <laughs> form emotional connections Did you form yeah. an emotional connection with Drew Barrymore at the beginning of Scream? <laughs> no, because I knew she died before She'd I like, saw it. Oh. <laughs> Nave Campbell, if she died, that would have been devastating. Yeah. What? did you think about um, just one more thing on Vences I thought that Can he was like flirting with the woman we're just standing in well, the yeah, porch but I, I thought that he was flirting with the here, woman and then suddenly he was like oh actually she's pregnant and he just told Viola Davis yeah. I was like wow that one came out of nowhere to me he got her pregnant just by flirting with her no but That's I'm just saying <laughs> because we only ever saw it from their garden we just saw him having this happily quite obviously sexual relationship with his wife to being like oh I've, I've sired a child <laughs> He didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, we no need to do. Um, we need to hear Brona's now. But now that we're finished with fences, we need to hear Brona's. You're mad for this Star Wars. Rogue One I think it's thing. fun. Like, oh, <laughs> I promise it. Now we can go and sit. Can't and you tell that that like I'm exhausted about talking about Rogue One, and clearly Brona doesn't want to. Talk <laughs> no, about we don't want you. We've heard what you okay. have to say about it. I want but defense. I, I haven't heard what Dave has to say about it though. Well, <laughs> I listen to the podcast. Sorry. Can we fix a drink at least while we're you. doing this? You guys do that, and I'll get a drink. I'll take a. Okay, but are, is this? Does it? I'm not like. Roger Ebert or whatever that guy's name is I don't have an hey, in-depth analysis just ready off the no, cuff from it what do you think is going to okay. happen here okay I, I did really let's enjoy go into the it. kitchen I thought it was the best Star Wars movie so far okay which is a bold bold statement I do you think thought, it can only get better from here well I definitely thought it was did you like The Force Awakens yeah you did okay yeah I like. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the new ones now because I'm going to wish that the Force Awakens cast were replaced with the Rogue One cast because I thought they were so much better. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! I way I disagree them. completely. What? I way. I like. I I I way preferred the Force Awakens cast. I'm like, like they were fun and energetic, and but it's a different had character. I think this is like I cared about them. You didn't care about the Rogue One cast? Not a bit. And that's why, that's, that's my weird. biggest problem with Rogue One. Maybe Could not you, though, form an emotional connection <laughs> yeah, with um, them. I thought they were amazing. No. I just thought, like, they had the best. So I thought, like, straight off the bat, they had amazing chemistry. All of them had amazing chemistry together. I, I completely thought, disagree. Hey, we've all heard your opinion. We want <laughs> sorry, <your> sorry. <laughs> this is what you wanted, Cathy. I guess, but you know what? It could be. The, the bar was pretty low for me going in because I'm not a fan of Felicity Jones and I didn't enjoy The Force Awakens as much as other people did okay. I really am not a fan of Daisy, Daisy Ridley's like shtick where she's like this kind I thought her and Felicity know. Jones were like the same person I could barely distinguish mm. them um, uh, I thought Daisy Ridley, Ridley was a lot better that's weird yeah I thought she was um I thought she was just really good fun. I, I yeah, thought she was. It was fine. I mean, it was. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the next one. But I definitely thought Rogue One was the better film, and it was just nice to see a Star Wars story that's like contained in one film, and it was so dark as well. Like the the characters, you had to like work hard to to like um, 
like them? Not like them, but just like they were like they do some really like despicable things like Diego Luna straight off the bat. What's his name in it? Cassian yeah, straight off someone. the bat. Like kill someone like that's on the same side as him yeah. and um it's just like a darker film and it's like it's like if if the original star wars movies had been made by like grown-ups instead of george lucas i think Fair enough. that's what you would have gotten i just thought it was like more appropriate for this time and it was just brilliant i just loved it from start to finish it's like dark and well acted and well written the action was amazing um, so for anyone who can't see that's Dave right now, his head is spinning around. I mean, no, I you, mean, as you said, you've already heard what yeah. I think. But and those I'm, are like very subjective things. So if you don't agree that those things were good, then that's not like, I can't. I mean, I don't. And, and, and <laughs> that's, so this argument would just be basically. You go, yeah, it is. And you go, no, it's not. trying to pick it apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I think just for me, the film was just a big fan film. Um, it did not feel like a Star Wars film. Kathy's trying to kick us out of the kitchen. I don't think it Kathy, what do you you want us to go like fight in the other no, room? I want to go what the is sofa. this weird scenario that you've set up? It's going to be the Star Wars wars. We also can't. We're all going to have to huddle on the sofa if you're going to hear us all. Um, but I just thought. But I don't. I I think the opposite to that. I think it didn't pander to the fans at all. I think I think um, the Force Awakens pandered way more to the fans by just like repeating the plot of the original Star Wars movies like I thought like, yeah that was The Force Awakens m- biggest problem yeah, I, th- I, I agree the, the, the plot of The Force Awakens was its weakest weakest mm. point by far it was a complete retread and it was too safe but um, as I said I think the characters I way way preferred um, in The Force Awakens I could not like I thought Jyn Erso was bland I see, I boring thought, never, yeah. never connected with her Cassian was just flat the comic relief was too try hard. No way. The blind guy did nothing for me, and then his his psychic. Yeah, what about none him? of them had enough time to develop, and I was bored, bored to tears for most wow. of it. Wow. What about K two? You didn't think he was funny? His yeah. lines were like really funny. Like wait, that the humor in that, but it was sparse. Like there was hardly any humor, but it landed way better than any of the other Star Wars movies. Like any of them, including the Force Awakens. I got a couple of laughs out yeah. of it, but I thought it was too too try hard and too sarky and you didn't enjoy the whole thing of like getting an insight into like how the Death Star was created and the plant like no. I loved all that like and even the little bit there's like a cute little bit where you know the guy that Luke has a fight with in the cantina or like exchanges words with in yeah. the cantina and then he like bumps into Jin and Cassian I loved, hated like, that why would you hate that that's like a little because nod. Because I don't, I don't like that I don't want nods <laughs> it's too noy noy winky winky oh, okay. and um, it's it's <sighs> I'm, just, I'm kind of just repeating myself from but the, that, the podcast. That, that's but a nod, right? But that's like, that's not something, if you hadn't, if you weren't, if you had watched the Star Wars movies when you were a kid and not really cared about them that much, then you wouldn't know that that was like, yeah, but it's just point. It's just pointless fan service. It's just like it's just like right. lame in jokes. It's it's just like oh look, you know this character. Well, it's I, like, I think well, maybe I don't know Star Wars well enough to know. See, like, I am a Star Wars fan, but you can't really call yourself that these days unless you can, like, draw the Skywalker family tree for, like, five generations and, like, <laughs> prove your fan service. But but um, I, I didn't think it did that at all. I think it, like, it disregarded the tones of all the earlier movies. It disregarded mm. a lot of the themes of the earlier movies. I agree with that, yeah. And um, I thought that was really just, like, a bold choice, and I just enjoyed it. No, I agree. Look, I can't fault it for trying to... It felt very much its own thing. It had a very different tone I agree with you and a consistent tone um, and I don't have any issues with that and I think mm. it very very did very much feel like it's a tangential film yeah. however I didn't I don't think it went far enough I think it sh- I just would have preferred to see 
a completely separate Star Wars story that wasn't so wrapped up in the other movies because mm-hmm. this was way too wrapped up in the other movies that's and that's true. what I didn't I didn't like I thought I don't want to see all these dots connected I don't need to see the moment before episode 4 kicks off I don't need to see CG Princess Leia's face and Grand Moff yeah. Tarkin again and Darth Vader They're like way, the they played it way too safe like it's like just tell a tell a different story tell a complete story it wasn't it was just another prequel I don't you know it definitely wasn't a prequel I don't think I think like it was a self-contained story I think like if you had never seen any other Star Wars movie you could do you could just go and see that I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't get as much satisfaction probably but like you would well Kathy was very confused okay because <laughs> she <laughs> That's that theory, she was like why aren't they just blowing up the Death Star and I, I mean I, I, I disagree I don't I think if you don't know the other films I yeah. don't think this is a satisfying story okay well that could be true because I don't know that I I having seen the other films before I watched it I can't really yeah. say but you didn't like the parts where they like spliced in the old movies like with the what are they like the um, the X-Wing fighters yeah the X-Wing the, fighters I love yeah them. I thought that the space cool. battle was really well done yeah. and I, I thought the action scenes were, I think he's I think he's a really really great action director yeah Um, but I think the dude can't handle a story I do think, I think he um, drops the ball he's a visualist I think like I think like that she was quite a cool character but and uh, lots of movies like if it, I think that that's a, a criticism that that gets aimed at her as as being like a female lead but not being warm in any way like she was very cold mm. um but I think if she like there's lots of male leads that are very cold and don't emote that much and we don't really you know criticize them for it but and I thought Diego, yeah I do criticize them I, uh, <laughs> and they're mostly Keanu Reeves <laughs> well I'm sorry okay I'm not gonna I'm not, I have enough to do here to defend Rogue One I'm not gonna <laughs> I know Keanu you're doing a great job and I must say um I've the reason I didn't want to do this is because I've been having this conversation yeah. I had it you are consistently in the minority, for about a imagine. month with every single person at work and every friend of mine yeah. um, and it's just exhausting yeah um, I haven't met people that have disliked it like flat out disliked it but I at the same time have not met anyone that loved it as much as I did <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, I was straight off the bat I came out of the movies and I was like that's my favourite film like definitely of this year but possibly of all time like I really wow. just thought it was just I thought well, that's it was great. And now, that's like, great. I'm happy for you. That's why I went to I'm see jealous. it. Jealous. But I, I did, I did realize that that that, that is not a, you know a, the opinion of the masses. So I, I went to see it a second time to see if I had misjudged it. But I really did like it a lot the second time as well. I thought it was brilliant. Well, I'm I'm gonna give it another watch. Um, yeah. Whenever it comes out on. Yeah, you could you could do like um one of your podcasts where video, you where but... you <laughs> where you watch like twelve films in one one weekend. You can watch oh, like Oh god. Yeah, do all you have eight, eight, now, eight yeah. now, isn't there? You should do uh, it before the next one comes out. Oh, maybe. That was such a mistake though. That Marvel thing. <laughs> I just... It's a brave move though. <laughs> no, it was I'm I don't feel like doing that again. But you would get more satisfaction, I think, from doing Star Wars. No, because I'd have to watch um Jar Jar Binks. Jared Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge but of the Sith know, in a row. A friend That's of mine destroying a friend of mine recently watched all of Star Wars. He'd never seen Star Wars as a kid. And he's thirty four and he or thirty three, I think, and he started he watched all of them and um Well he, like at once at once well like over Christmas so maybe like over a few days and his um, wife was like oh I'm really sorry that you have to watch these prequels and he was like they're not that bad so I think maybe like to people who don't is he alright it sounds like a cry for help no he is reasonable he spent all Christmas watching (laughs) Star Wars movies it sounds like he was brainwashed but he was like they're not that bad and as well if you watch them in order you have to watch the prequels first and uh, they're over and done with yeah see I think that's not the correct way to watch them 
Why? Because of the dip in like special effects and stuff? No, I think it makes more sense narratively to um, watch four, five and six. And I think that's more powerful that way. Mm-hmm. Then, and then you go back. Really? Yeah, I'd, that's how I think you should watch them. I think um, actually you don't need to watch one and two at all. And you can just watch Revenge of the Sith. Um, and then watch the three. And act, the acting I is better Revenge by Revenge of the Sith. But the acting is better by then. Like Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen have like sort of grown into their roles. Oh, no, they're, they're no? awful. Natalie Portman, we just watched her in Jackie, is an outstanding actress. Yeah, well, and I, she is dog shit in that. Yeah. And it's not her fault. Yeah, that's true. It's all George Lucas's fault. She's awful, awful, awful. awful. Yeah, she is terrible. They're, they're all bad. But there's some good action in it. I don't know. I've watched them recently. I think, I have you? Okay. Do they hold yeah. up? No, I they're. Know. I mean, the like, no, they're okay. Like, they're yeah. if you try and leave like all your Star Wars related nostalgia and emotional baggage at the door, they're not that bad. Like, they're watchable. I can't do it. I cannot relive that that romance yeah. plot. Yeah, it's terrible. But in my very soul, <laughs> you, you love. <laughs> there's actually a line in it where he's they're about to die, and Hayden Christensen turns to Natalie Portman, and she's like, "I love you," and he's like, "You love me." And you can almost like, like love, love. Yeah, you can almost like hear the question marks. It's terrible. You could spend hours trying to, but I think the real problem is George Lucas had too much control, control. Yeah. and also he was he surrounded had, by yes, but like an, an an impossible task. Like people are so obsessed with Star Wars and have such affection for it. It's like, how are you ever going to play that? Like, the only way to do it is to wait the way The Force Awakens does and just literally redo the movie over again. I know. And that, I don't like, think that's the right move. And, and well, that movie had problems. Anyway. But I, I think also, this is my problem with Rogue One, that's just complete fan service because it just showed everyone, all the fans, exactly what they wanted, which was, oh, look at the ATATs, look at the ATSTs, you've got stormtroopers. It's just everything they wanted again handed handed to them whereas yeah. at least George Lucas with the prequels tried new things and he was trying new stories he didn't succeed yeah that's true yeah but now Disney are playing it so safe yeah that that's true yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of done with Star Wars <gasps> yet here I am we've been talking about it no. for 20 minutes yeah this has been a long Kathy's forced us into this <laughs> I wonder if we've talked enough about it now to satisfy Kathy <laughs> <laughs> Kathy have we, have we, can we come out now can we do come out of this Star Wars prison you've we put have us to in? duel to the, to the death with lightsabers <laughs> yeah you sound like you've been really upset no I just thought our Star Wars review was so negative and then everyone else I spoke to really liked it and I thought we should have had someone else on with us and then Brona messaged me like that day being like, Star Wars is the best movie ever. I'm just going to see it for the second time. And I thought, well, yeah. shit, we should have had Brona on the podcast. Yeah. So now we've had you. Yeah. I saw it in 3D and in 2D. And jeez, um, oh, I think I actually went to the IMAX to see it as well. <laughs> but um, it was much better in 2D than 3D. Yeah, it was so, so we dark. saw 3D. It was horrible. It was really dark. In yeah. that shit cinema, which Brona's just seen now how bad our local cinema is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Brilliant. Oh yeah. Can we say back to fences? Um, <laughs> this is how bad, if anyone's listening, this is how bad our cinema is. The um, the sound was too low in our cinema and and too oh, high yeah. in the one above yeah. us. Yeah, I couldn't so, tell if it was like um like ambient music on the or whether it was like another. No, because they were listening. It was Johnny Cash's Hurt, obviously from the Logan trailer, was coming <laughs> oh, through. Is that what it was? Um, which was very distracting. Yeah. And then there was I don't know what was on up there. But it was like some some like hardcore dance music. Yeah, I heard on. that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it was Train Spotting. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably because well, everything else in was like in the company of women and Jackie and stuff tonight. So oh. like Denzel's giving his big speech and like born slippies <laughs> on in the background. <laughs> um, as well in Fences, I w- it, despite the um, 
discomfort of the chairs in the cinema. Um, I did look around at one point and two people were sleeping. Oh, really? Uh. Because I guess it's so talky and they were like, a lot of the dialogue is just kind of like lyrical and nice to listen to. Yeah. You don't really need to be listening. To and it, it is kind of repetitive. Like, yeah. I do feel like you could be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't because I was loving it. Yeah. But one of the afterwards, I heard this couple come out and the woman said, oh, what did you think? And he said, it was just so long. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, fair enough. It was long. But then plays are plays are long. They can sustain yeah. that, I think. I would really love to see that as a play. I think mm-hmm. it'd be yeah. They had it in London apparently with Lenny Henry playing the lead. Oh, oh that'd wow. be It was interesting because I heard an interview with um, Denzel Washington on the Komodo Mayo film show and he said, um, Simon Mayo said like, obviously he's a very angry character and Denzel Washington was like, what? I don't think he's an angry character at no, all. No, no, he said, Simon Mayo said he's a bad you know he's a bad person no he didn't say that he said angry and he said no he's not angry it's like what his anger was fizzling <laughs> under him yeah. but I guess because Denzel live, has lived with that character for so long that he sees yeah. him so nuanced um, I think we gave a lot of um, respect to Viola Davis which is true but also Denzel Washington was like really oh yeah, yeah we didn't amazing. really say anything yeah. love a few and best actor yeah. people just take that as granted yeah now. but I, <laughs> really? you know the way he was like he shot himself so well like I think it must have been hard like if you're a movie star and obviously like you have a bit of vanity like yeah. he just looked like a kind of an old man past his prime and like yeah he wasn't you know, afraid to show the gut and he was yeah he shot himself like really unflatteringly which yeah. you don't always get yeah he's good themselves. but I then thought, from the kind of shoulders up I was like he could oh, be in the handsome, pelican yeah. brief like he yeah. looks incredible yeah he's still a really handsome I man. thought it was quite well directed actually I yeah. mean a lot of people criticising it for not being cinematic I thought there were some really nice shots mm-hmm. in it there I was agree. Um, and obviously he can direct actors because I think that's the that's what you tend to get um, best with he got directors who are actors. Like and he the got guy great... who played his brother, the disabled brother, oh, yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. I think I I think that that guy was in the TV show Nashville and is actually a really talented musician as well. Oh, really? Well, you and could so tell was, on the trumpet. So I was the waiting end. for him to play the trumpet, yeah. and then I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so I've just looked up because for once we're at home and actually have access to the internet. So the best actor category is Denzel Washington, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, which we haven't seen. Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, haven't seen. Vigo Mortensen, Dave seen. Yeah, Captain Fantastic. Yeah. He's brilliant. Do you think that? he's better than Denzel? Uh, I think Denzel has a lot more to work with, so I'd probably pick him. And then Ryan yeah, Gosling for La La Land, which, sorry, honey, but no. As no. much as I love no, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling was brilliant, but he was asleep in La La Land. Wasn't he? Yeah, it's just... so much about La La Land. Well, we've already reviewed it. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> we can keep going now. <laughs> no, I just thought, um, yeah, I was really, I thought like, usually he like sizzles on screen and I was like left cold yeah. by La La Land. He was so, boring. Yeah. She was, she was pretty good. I liked her, uh, her sort of big. I mean, moment. no, first of all, you could never say Ryan Gosling was boring. That's strong. Because he's just, he, he's just hot if he's yeah. doing nothing. He, he gives was you a bit, lot to look at. Yeah. yeah. He was a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't say either of them. <laughs> He was a little bit. <laughs> oh, so the guy who played his brother, he was in my justified. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's Bubba? Forrest Gump. Are you kidding me? He was Bubba from Forrest Gump. Yeah, apparently. No. Yeah. He's way too young for that. Apparently not. He's just aged for. Is it well. like my kettle? The I can't pronounce his name actually. I can't remember his name. He's been in lots of TV shows, and he's been in Nashville. So Verona's oh, right. Nailed it. In Nashville. I think he was in a season of Justified as well. Oh. Oh, that was good. I love my. Some I love me some bad TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm. Good. And now I'm going to look up 
Best Walton Supporting Goggins Actress category just because I have the Google in front of me and I'm highly excited by have this. Have you got the Google in front of you? <laughs> Get the Google out now and we'll all have a look at the Google. Um, Your hand's going to be sore from holding that. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, maybe we could... Uh... Um, so we have Viola Davis Fences, Michelle Williams Manchester by the Sea. Apparently she's like not in it. Apparently in a couple of minutes of that movie. So it's ridiculous that she'd be up against Viola Davis who was in two solid hours of a movie. Naomi Harris for Moonlight which we're reviewing soon. Haven't seen yet. Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures. Oh, funny, her and Viola Davis up against each other because I'm pretty sure they were against each other for the help as well. And Nicole Kidman from Lion. And I'm sorry, like I really like Nicole Kidman in Lion, but that's not a comparable performance with Viola Davis. No, not Spencer's. a hope. Right, so she has it sewn up then. So you're right, it probably is political, right? Yeah. Because she's, she's clearly the front runner in that category. Mm. But then they wouldn't know that before they... Maybe because her character, even though she's the lead actress, her character was a supporting actress. Would that matter? I don't know. What I don't know what the definitions are for these things. I I agree with Kathy's first analysis. I think it's probably political or strategic or something. And best actress is Emma Stone, La La Land. (sighs) No way. Natalie Portman, Jackie. Yeah, she was amazing. Meryl Streep, Florence Foster Jenkins, boring. Isabel Huppert, who I haven't seen in Elle. And Ruth Negger from Loving, who obviously we want oh, to do. She's, she's Irish, she yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I haven't seen Loving, but I know she's a good actress, and she's Irish, so therefore. But again, Probably I'm Natalie sorry. Portman, I just, yeah? I just don't see Emma Stone as being yeah. in any of those actresses' leagues. I'm sorry. But sure, it'll be Natalie Portman because you know it's a political. It's movie. No, I think it's going to be Ruth Negger. She's getting incredible reviews. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and an she's great. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> she's brilliant. She deserves an Oscar. Yeah. She is great. Um, but yeah anyway this is a really long podcast now so thanks for coming on Brona well we'll have to build this as sort of an extra bonus uh, inside the house cinema yeah you have to do some sort of fancy music the cine house couch mile couch mile couch mile (laughs) (laughs) there you go Um, alright okay bye bye so it ended very suddenly are we not going to do any like twitter plugs or anything oh right sorry yeah. yeah Do you want to follow us on Twitter, anyone? <laughs> we're, at the, <laughs> we're at the Cinemile on Twitter. Um, or you can email us. We have an email address. Mm-hmm. No one ever does. I would imagine that. No. no. <laughs> they tweet us. Uh, it's the Cinemile at gmail.com. Or you can go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Yeah, that's leading I've, them. They can I've give the rating that, that they Have you done feel. that? I did that like, when you first started. Oh, really? Aww. Oh, thanks, Bruno. And we only no, accept five leave star the rating that you feel is appropriate. Which, Which is five, five star. star. Come on. If you've gone this far into this podcast, <laughs> you, you can't must be ask a people to give you a five star well, rating. Like, I've That's, already asked them. I think it's like implicit that you're not looking for a bad rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but just to come out and say it, it's pretty bold. Um, and pretty... you will hear Brona again on a future episode soon. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back. Thanks oh. for coming. Okay. And then we can argue. Uh, can I pick something else like Citizen yeah. Kane or something? We'll argue to death. <laughs> yeah. Brona v. Dave. <laughs> um, no, I think me and Brona might do a special episode on The Lake House. Just something we feel like we should be rewatching. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even need an episode. I'm just going to do a cinema by myself. Well, we should watch a movie it. now. Yeah, we should. So let's get off. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. We'll Bye. let you know what we watch on Twitter. <laughs> Go check out I'm our going back where I'm going. <laughs> Bye. I'm going back to Job County. My wife died and left me about. We them pretty girls ganged around. That's the reason why I'm going to Job County. Had old daughter's name was Blue. You know Blue was mighty true. You know Blue was a good old dog Blue tweet a possum and a hollow log He 
You can know from that he's a good old dog. Blue Street of Possum out on a limb. Blue Luke didn't mean I looked at him.